Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? It's yours truly, the Gap 2 Guru of Gumbo, Brandon Johnson, back in your ear once again for a Thursday evening's edition of Special Sauce, the Gumbo Talk. Can't wait to get into what's going on in the world tonight, but only for a brief time. We got to deal with how we're dealing with the world and our perceptions of it and the things that we can do as human beings, mortals to ebb the tide and flow the stagnation. How about that? Um, I'm going to cut to the chase. A lot of people are on some bullshit. I sincerely hope, what's up? What's up, Wilbur? I sincerely hope that if you're not going to number two, we've been run amok, led astray, hoodwinked, bamboozled. And it seems that those of us who were but sleeping giants have now awakened. Those of us who've been active are applauding the fact that things are seemingly moving in a direction that would be that of the cause. But we, hey, Ma, we don't um, quite grasp the concept that there is more power together and not necessarily together physically, but spiritually. I told you I'm cutting the chase. I'm getting right to it tonight. We're only going to do this for 45 minutes. I'm, I'm not going to keep going long. Um, if we don't recognize that the union is the peace quarter is not necessarily being together, but it's spiritual. Now, COVID-19 has played a huge role in why more people are connected. There are more people at home now than ever before and using social media to communicate with because, right, we're in a pandemic of um, viral effect, so we're all sheltered in place, which has created a pot of keg for information to be disseminated and shared rather quickly with even a more abundant number of people that are no longer at work working but at home on the computer, and they see the alerts, they see the notifications pop up, and you have a quick chance to become part of something, even if it's just virtual, to the point where you are so kept up that you're going to go places now, you're going to travel to places to be supportive of, of people that are doing the unity thing physically. And quite often, 
folks have no idea why. They have their own personal thing, their own individual reasons for joining with a group. But I said we're cutting to the chase because I don't have no time to play with Everybody here is going on. Get this and we're going to get on. We have to join together spiritually first. And then when we come together, we have one mind. Do you not see how the enemy has been one-minded, single-focused? Now, there's all kinds of double, triple, quadruple helixes going with this one strand, right? But in the rudimentary essence, the enemy has one one goal, one mind. And it's involved in three things. What's going on, Clay? Three things the enemy wants to take from us is to steal our ideas and our thoughts. Kill our souls first and then our bodies and then take our souls. And then to destroy everything that someone has created to remove the historical nature of how its significant role built something. There's a reason why the Romans have had a difficult time rebuilding uh, the Colosseum. It's been in disarray for many, many decades, many, many centuries because they didn't have the know-how like the people who originally built it. Um, it took them finally looking at African, northern, northeastern African artifacts to tell that the stone hinge was not a, a Eastern European structure. It wasn't based on anything known there. It was more of a spiritual plane of sciences in the northeastern peninsula of of the continent of Africa to develop a reasoning for the position of the stone. I could go on and on with many of the things that people of African descent have provided, but I could also go on with y'all recognizing that that whole steal, kill, and destroy thing the enemy has going is more prevalent to us now as far as illumination of how it's happening. But yet we are the one-ton nature of wanting to come together as a social being, social construct. I'm having a real difficult time with some of the things that I'm learning to continue to say black. Um, the black peoples of the world are treated worse than any other peoples of the world. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a National Institute of Health or World Health, world Health Organization to tell me this. I live it. But at the same token, I don't know another people in the world that can heal from broken hearts and broken dreams as quickly as the peoples of Africa. I have a hard time saying white people because 
I know the enemy is more than a skin tone. Thurgood Marshall <laughs> said, all my skin folks ain't my kin folk. But let me tell you, if we understood, again, our connection on the spiritual level first, and then joined together of that one mind. Now, this isn't going to be every black man and woman and child in this country coming together. You want to know why? And, and I've said this before, and I'm just going to remind you all, and, and I, I don't want you all to get this Mr. Screw. I am pro-black. But we didn't all come from the same place. Um, that for many, many years, as a peoples on the continent of what we know now as Africa, and we know Africa is, is a European name, Africana company, but Kush. I need to get used to naming it, you know, something that's more close to what I know it to be, Kush. Right? A big portion of Africa was named Kush. But people came from all over this continent. Do you do you ever see or interact with folks? Now, you may not notice if you don't get out and about and travel. But you ever see a Northeasterner, which would be considered a Yankee, get in the room with a Midwesterner, which is my, my, my past, and a person representing down south, and then somebody representing raw west coast. You ever get them in a room together just in the 400 or whatever? How many years has this country been in? They said 1776, right? Southwest Declaration of Independence. Um, how many years has that we've been a country? Um, 1976 would have been 200 years, right? 250 years? I don't know how many. I don't know how long that country has been. It doesn't really matter. But you, the point I'm saying is you got people from four different coasts, the left coast, the east, the gulf, and the lake. And they don't get along. It's only about 3,000 miles from L.A. to New York, 3,000-something miles. I don't know how much more than 3,000 it is. But if you was to put the United States and overlay it over the continent of Africa, this is why protests aren't peaceful. I'm going to lay it down to you. We just go all the way back. If you were to overlay the United States on top of the continent of Africa, you would see that there's a whole lot more country landmass left. You can almost put every other country in the in the entire world, almost every other country. The the real sheer size of what Africa really is, and as far as landmass, um, you could put all of North America, come on now, uh, all of Europe, and most of the Asian continent inside Africa. I know it's going to be hard for us, but if you look up the true essence of the landmass of Africa, with all those countries, put them together, you've you, you got a lot of land is what I'm getting at. 
So 3,000 miles, they have two or three countries across. It's two, two, 3,000 miles. And then there's three or four more, five more countries to the side of that. So if we can't get along, if you ever see a, a down south person and a Yankee get into the room and the Yankee try to say that the person in the south is, like, stupid, oh, man, them conversations, man, go deep. They'd be ready to see pistol play. But imagine people from 5,000, 10,000 miles. I'm, no, I'm going to say 6,000 miles. I don't know what the distance is. I wish somebody would look it up. Somebody, while I'm talking, look up what the distance is from the southern tip of Africa to the northern tip of Africa. And just put it up there. Please, just Google it and just put up how many miles it is. But if you got somebody from the north and the south of Africa, just because the, the, skin, the skin tones are different now in different countries. Uh, some folks can look at folks and tell just by their skin, skin tone and their hair structure, what, con- what area of the continent they're from. But can you imagine if we arguing from 3,000 miles away or, or, or from here to New York would only be about 1,500, you know, miles away, and um, you don't get along? And then somebody 15,000 miles away, you don't get along? There's been a lot of conflict over the time of us as human beings, but never at a point where it was time to grow. Did a, did a group of people not just decide to start their own group, 12 tribes, come on, start their own groups and go to different places, different points of, of the world. But they were together at one point, and so they were also divided because they were 12 different tribes, if you want to subscribe to that notion. That's 12 different personalities, 12 different leaders. We've got multiple leaders. It kills me to hear people say, do we have a black leader? Yes, we have a lot of them, and one of them is you if you ever woke your ass up. But the, the real essence is why not fathom? that we can come to an understanding that all black people don't have the same wants and desires. Hence, you see these, what I call shotgun jivas, standing up here at the Republican National Committees, whatever you want to call it, and, and, and dancing all around to the music and blah, 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 blah. But then at the same token, you got some blind supporters of the Democratic Party. that think if you don't do anything with the Democratic Party, talk about black folks, you ain't really doing nothing for the cause at all. Eight, nine, nine, nine thousand. I told y'all something like ten. And then you got to imagine walking that. We're talking about mountains and valleys and jungles and come on, the Serengeti, the Sahara, come on. You got a lot of the, the rivers. Woo! Get them, them, not the crocodile. There's a lot of it's a lot of territory covered. Gorilla. They got everything. Lions and tigers. They got bears. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a lot of land, dude. Thank you. You can't get along. I ain't trying to get along with every person that's black. I want I want to have a connection, 
but I, I, I can't get along with everybody. I come from a different tribe than you do. What we what we have to understand is like Wakanda and and the other areas uh, in Wakanda with all those different tribes. You just take that for a notion. I love Black Panther. Um, I love it. I, you see that guy was fighting. That is a true, a really true depiction of us. When we each have our own causes, we we align with a certain group. They may not be the same as us, but we align with a certain group. And that's three or four or five groups. We're going to jump together, and there might be some other ones over there. We do that in America with, with games and these little networks of, of fraternal orders, the 100 black men, and you see what I'm saying, the other little uh, social groups. We do this. There's nothing wrong with it because you see a bunch of people that align themselves. NAACP is a clique. You see a bunch of people that are ACLU, man, all these. You see how sharpened. They only fool with a few people. You know, they, they just do their own thing. And that's the wonderful thing about this is, is that we don't all have to come about figuring out how to find unity by being monotonous. Monotony is not necessary. I often think of looking at us as a, as a bike wheel and that we're all spokes off of the axis, right? But we're all focused on our own thing, supporting this big wheel. But all of us should be connected spiritually at some point. Those of us, especially to get along, those of us on the same wheel, we should connect spiritually in the center at one point. And then as it further gets away from the center, we're going a little bit further from one another. We're a little bit more separated, but we have to understand the same purpose. All of us don't necessarily have that. And you put them over there, and I clump them right there in the group, sometimes with the enemy, sometimes as neutral parties, neutrons. There's neutrons, and then there's protons, and, and then there's um, megatrons. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Enemies. And it, it, it requires. Even in the essence of when we, when we really do say a nucleus of a cell, protons, neutrons, and electrons working together, it requires some sort of violence for, for them to be active. Um, the, the very notion that our skin sheds lets us know that we're alive every day in this new cell creation on a molecular level. And on a molecular level, it requires violence through energy to change it. And it's the same thing when you're looking at us as a people now and we're fighting against a system that the system was never created to help us or include us, but the system was created for those in power to keep power. And power is not easily handled. You have to actually fight for power. Everybody knows this. So now we're in a fight, and we have some people fighting with us, but we have to understand that everybody in the fight doesn't fight the same way, first and foremost, but the ones that are on the front line physically that get seen, more power to them because they are a spoke in the cog. And it is a very necessary spoke because this spoke requires friction for movement. And ain't nothing wrong with a little friction. 
So when people say I'm I'm down with the protest, but I'm not down with the riot, who said that folks were rioting? You mean when people start taking rocks? Now I'm not talking about these oppressors that are out there uh, infiltrating. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people who are actually down for the cause that take a rock. They're expressing their anger. The problem I have is. You need to express your anger where your anger should be directed, not in your own neighborhood, not on your own local businesses. Get people out of there that ain't supposed to be there in the first place, taking money from your community and putting it in other communities of their own and never putting a dime back in the area where they're at. And it don't have to be, again, about color or race, about who this is. You could have folks that look like you, Africans, if you will, but they come from a different tribe. They look down on you. Anybody else that looks down on you, you have to come to the point. Let me turn some little light. Let me shed a little light on the subject. Shed a little light on the subject. So you, you have to come to a point where there's going to have to be a little friction, but the friction needs to be guided to the right place, okay, first and foremost. And then also with this friction on the front line, as one of the, the spokes in the college, you have to understand that sometimes friction causes fire. Fire is uh, not only a destroyer, fire is used at night for one to see. And it doesn't necessarily mean physical fire, but it means a, a, a burning. Jeremiah had it shot up in his bones, a, a motivation, right? And it only comes from friction, right? You can't even get fire without friction. Try so the, the way we're, we're, we're structured is that some people believe in the system so much that the system, if it's booked, it'll throw off the equilibrium of it. But then you have those of us who see the system as already off of equilibrium, and it requires a bump, just like a person with a bad heart has one of those uh, pacemakers. I was about to call it a defibrillator. But that's kind of what it does. It, it throws a, a bolt, it throws some energy into that heart to get it off of its either tacky or brachycardia, one of those things. And then they got something they call it when it's offbeat. But it fires it to get it back on track, like right? It requires violence. It requires friction. And if it didn't, then you just die, right? If we didn't have friction, we can't move forward, backward, upward, or down. If we didn't have friction, we would not be able to move and have our being. If we didn't have friction, we wouldn't have an earth that hangs somewhere in the balance of the universe, some kind of way, still on the same path that's been on swirling, um, you know, exit a few, you know, thousand miles that has been off over the years, but over the time and space of this universe, that ain't nothing. But it's, it's on a path, and it stays on it. It hangs out there and spins like that, or something pulls it around. We don't know really truly how it moves around, but some kind of way we keep away from the sun that illuminates us, but that's friction. That's some kind of pull, given pull. Positive and negative energy are the same. It's just the spectrum that you choose to look at it from. One of them can be in the far end and the other one in the other end, but they feel and look the same. Same thing I tell you almost every week, that you can, you got to use that grief. At the time when you're, you're struggling, you got to use that struggle to, to use that energy to create positive energy, come up out of that. 
the quicker you can do that, the better. But I'm telling you, even that requires you to be violent with yourself internally, mentally. We are not all the same, and we don't have to. But since uh, favor is a favor, and since um, we know that even in the history of this country, the first person to die in a protest of an oppressive government on its people, treating them like they're less than human, um, was a black man in the formation of this country. Why don't you see as many Christmas addicts statues across the South as you do Confederate losers? I'll wait. It's because an oppressive group of people in power want to keep power and we let them have it. A protest that's peaceful will not motivate a people to remove papal power for the purpose of piffing on the poor. I mean, that's how it works. You, 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 you see how the government works. You know it's not for you, but yet you won't even do anything to nudge it to help the, the those that need it the most, need help the most, the poor. You won't even push it and nudge it to help it keep people from being arrested and treated under the 13th Amendment as slaves because that's the way they keep you slaves. That's the way they meant to keep you slaves. Um. Do you get violent enough to say, okay, I'm going to uh, continue to let the education system denigrate our history and replace it and make it seem as though it was the same as any other system and not worse than? Do you continue to watch how People are being affected by environmental um, hazards with some of the chemicals and some of the some of the minerals that we use for our own creature comfort that are steady killing us. It, you could go on down for umpteen different socio-related um, issues that need to be addressed. Some of them I care about. A lot of them I don't. Some of them I'm willing to do something about. And some of them I could care a whole lot more. But the point is, is that I've chosen something. And the way I choose to do it, if my protest becomes one of economics, and it has been for me for years, I shop mostly where I know my dollar is going to help somebody in my, my community. I try to do the least amount of shopping elsewhere. Some things I can't avoid, and that's okay. Just have to do it. I'm in East Texas. What am I going to do? So I have a way that I must admit to y'all, look at that, 827. You're listening to the Gumbo Talk Show. You are through the Gap Food Guru Gumbo in your ear. We are at it every Thursday night at 8. You can also listen to the show or communicate with me through 515-605-9375 over at Block Talk Radio, Block Talk USA, under this show, the Gumbo Talk. Yes, sir? So the way it works is you have 
all these different thoughts, all these different purposes, all these different goals, and then you have people that want to uh, tackle each one of those issues. A central thought moving back down from the outside of the wheel back to the center. A central thought would have us eventually ending in a place where we are all together. Because some things overlap, some things don't. And sometimes we have to team together and align ourselves with other groups with the same personality, um, if you will, but not the same purposes, not the same colors or reasons. We got different old reasons. But if we're working to this central unified point, that's it. And there's not going to be a person that's going to be one single leader of that. No person deserves that much power. No person has ever had that much power. If you look at the history, there's been some powerful people, but nobody's been all powerful. That's always been left to God. He's always been a spiritual people. I'm in the middle of uh, my second or third listening to the Kabbalah, right? And um, I'm reading all of the hermet, hermetic books right now, but I'm back into the Kabbalion, and I'm, I've gotten, like, anyway, better enlightenment on that. And what I'm learning is these protests where people are going and stretching the government, making it very hard for the government to continue to do what they're doing without addressing them, and then if you want to get rid of them, address the issue and, and correct something and then move forward. Um, but you've got to have a purpose. You, you've got to have a purpose. Y'all, I've been out there. I've been doing protests. I've been, I've been doing marches over the years. I'm in a, in a in world now where economics is the way I choose to be violent. It just is what it is. When I see places that continue to have, the thing I hate about Whataburger here in East Texas is they're staunchly, um, they, they hire black folks, don't get me wrong, not many of them are managers. Um, they do have a high-ranking, they have high-ranking black people. In the, in the, or is that, no, they don't. That, that, that's wasn't true. But I shopped there because, uh, man, that, that number 22 with jalapeno, social liquor cheese biscuit, with the fries instead of the hash browns. And sometimes the root beer or that, or that Coke Zero goes hard to pay. That what a catch goes hard to pay. Um, the burgers go hard to pay. I'm, I'm just saying. And the fries are comparable, if not better, than McDonald's. Um, when they're not too salty. It's the problem they have. They can't be McDonald's on that. they be too salty. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And don't y'all try that. Uh, uh, Corbin, uh, Oh, he's going, y'all. Yes, Lou. Yeah, Mama Lou. Uh, Mom, that's Elton's mama right there. Yeah, that boy is getting tall. You hear me? He's going to get my height. Praise be to God, he didn't get his grandpa's height. I hope he don't. I hope well, his grandpa's growing to what he was until he was about 10 or 9 and he stopped growing. The number to call in is 515 Oh five nine three seven five. I got people asking and uh, DM, so I'll set it again. 
So to fit to finish up to get close, um did I finish my point what I was talking about? The boy is growing and he's smart as a whip, but I told him he's smart. He might be a smart ass. I mean <laughs> he, he, he's something else, y'all. And then he got a shirt on the day that says something about Corbin. See if I can get him up here. And I don't know if y'all can see this shirt, but let's see. Usually here is daddy, even if he's playing hard. I can't tell if his sister got radio on back then. But, okay, so the bar is growing. Everything's going back. Back to this. The proportions of people with a it's a, a unified understanding that we are suppressed. And that's seemingly what we're seeing happen. People uh, in the culture and out of the culture are waking up to us being an oppressed people. And there's a lot of different notions out there. I'm not knocking any of them anymore. Um, some of them I like. Some of them I, I, I might even learn a little bit more about why you so focused on that. But if you say something that says, you know, you're doing this for the cause, and you, and you can see how they just want to be heard from their section, but they still got the same issues that we got. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But I've got to focus on what I'm doing. Economics is my thing. I do some other things, but I don't. I can't divulge everything I do because uh, everybody that everybody can listen to this. I might have to have a personal conversation with you for you to understand some of the things that are on my mind. That way I know what's going into your spirit directly and not just all over the place. It's that serious now. And share your, your everything in your, your mind with everybody. But you've got to practice whatever is comfortable for you because the thing about protest is it out there in the street, you're going to get tired of that. And then there's going to be other groups here that come on behind you, but eventually people are going to get tired. And they're going to go to work. Or whatever they're doing, but they were doing before. But you have to be able to do things that are violent. But is there things that you can do under the color of law that will keep you conspicuous? Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Clandestinity. That you can do every single day without even thinking. I heard earlier, rhythm is compensation. If you can do anything repetitively, <laughs> it can help you out with your compensation and it also makes compensation for when you fall short, something that speeds you up, and when you're moving too fast, it slows you down. You got to stay on rhythm. Rhythm is compensation. It makes up for a funky bass line. Makes up for a horrible melody. Trust me, a lot of music has horrible melodies, but something about that bass line. The rhythm is what we're missing. Not knocking anybody's thing, but we can all do something rhythm. If you're going to protest, 
you got to figure out a way how long you're going to do it and then who's going to sustain Right? You get to the point where you're out there and you're doing your thing. you got to keep doing it. If that's what you're going to do, it's got to last until the ball drops. At the end of the year, at the end of the whole cycle of what's going on, the ball has to drop. And when the ball drops, you know that it's time to go on. Move to the next issue. A lot of reasons why we don't grow is because we don't want to reach our full potential. And that is something that's not in you naturally, because a lot of y'all are living to live out your full potential. But I must tell you that once potential is reached, (laughs) it starts to denigrate. Anything once it's full grown begins to die. So, since this is so, when I reach a certain goal, I set a new one. And then I keep reaching for another one. I was just telling my wife earlier, you know, last year was amazing. Uh, The end of 2018 and all of 2019 have taught me so much. But I told her I've never learned as much in a year as I have in 2020. So far, you only have to be almost perfectly half. Way through the year. You got to keep growing. You got to have a sustainability plan. Of if you're going to grow and expand, how is your environment going to grow and expand? How is your home going to grow and expand? How is your sense of community going to grow and expand? How are you going to grow and expand? But how are you going to infiltrate more area in this thing so that you get to the potentials that you said you were going to meet, and then the universe sets you up. You got infinite. You got. Uh, you got and 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 in. Sanitive level of growth that you can grow. All those folds in your brain can be used. Don't get it twisted, y'all. We we, we use more than 10% of our brain. We may not use more than 10% of one part or one portion, but we use way more than 10% of our brain. And when we still have more room for knowledge, you got to let some of the trash go and, and, and give it space to put things in. Same thing the other day. Tab uh, made me clean out the drawer. I got rid of a bunch of T-shirts. My brother in Minnesota said he wanted them. I told him to send me the address. He didn't want to send me the address. I wasn't been begging for it over a couple of weeks. And my cousin Jojo came got them the other day. He had to get rid of a lot of T-shirts. He was glad to have them. He was like, yeah, need them. I was like, shoot, I'm glad. I hate to get rid of it. I got more space. I got other stuff in there, you know. To replace the old, I got to get some more T-shirts. You see, it's just, it's just the whole thing of it is, is you gotta, you gotta leave, give yourself space for growth. So if you're protesting, you gotta do something that you can keep growing at. 
right? I don't know if you can be a professional protester out there on the street. They might get to where people are protesting and companies are, I hope to God, are paying folks to wear their products out there while they protest because they know they own camera. I know somebody's thinking about it. I know people. All these masks, this Negroes that didn't even like masks, they make it mad now. Say it ain't so. Business names all on them. Yeah, I'm going to put them on mine. I'm going to get somebody embroider. As much as I wear them, I'm going to get somebody embroider my stuff on the side, my name on mine. You know, probably put mobile notary on it. You get a few of them and say the mobile notary. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be at them schools, but I'm going to be wearing that mask. Ain't nothing wrong with all this. But you got to be able to do whatever you're doing consistently. Whatever you're doing, you got to have a plan. You can laugh. When you're not doing it, somebody else is going to take up his place. And it requires you to motivate people. Some people need less motivation. Some people need more. But every individual is different. But we got to keep that we're on the purposeful plan to get towards the point in which we want to see as the pinnacle. The point of it all, before we close this thing out in another two or three minutes, is you're not going to be able to protest at home without some sort of friction some sort of violence, and I don't mean violence against people getting shot, killed, or whatever, but that's going to happen. It's going to happen in the protest time. It happened to Christmas Attic. I'm sure he wasn't out there to get killed. He was out there to throw tea into Boston's harbor. He wasn't expecting to get shot, but that took. Rounds come with that. That's what them boys in Louisiana used to say. <laughs> they used to talk to you. And you know how now people say, oh, mama, oh, God. Uh, in Louisiana, I remember folks used to say, yeah, bro, it happened just like this, bro. And rounds come with that. <laughs> so but the truth is, is that that's the only way you listen is through violence. I could go so deep into how procreation is an act of violence, right? <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing how much violence gets us to another point. Beautiful things come after this. After a good storm, you got some of the best believe. You got to see and understand how violence Played such a role in us progressing. So there's no such thing as a peaceful protest. Peace comes later. You can't have peace when the system is off balance. How can you have peace? What if the earth started to get off balance? How some of us would be all. <laughs> you imagine doing this all day, earthquakes all day? That's the earth off balance. Earthquakes on it. You would have you'd have sea lanes. Violence is necessary for us to grow. 
Protests are never peaceful. It requires the actions of people bucking the system, causing friction for us to move forward. Thank y'all for listening to the Gumbo Talk Show. Real quick, Gaffney Gumbo. I told y'all 45 minutes. Take 45 minutes. Hope y'all tune in next week. I don't know the topic, but it'll be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I think I'm going to get a guest to come on next week. And we'll be right back here on Facebook and, again, at Blog Talk Radio, Blog Talk USA, live 515-605-9375. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll talk to you later.